Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Bismillah What a blessing What a blessing to follow a prophet whose life has been recorded in such detail Subhanallah Though we have so many so many narrations, so many descriptions it's really remarkable. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. So we left off on this uh, section. Haythu qala al musannifu rahimahullahu ta'ala wa nafwana Allahu yahu bi'ulumi fi darin. Amin. Tathbutu ru'yatul hilali walaw bi shahadati adlin. The witnessing of the new moon, the sighting of the new moon is established even if by a singular upright person even if only by one singular upright person who saw it Bismillahirrahmanirrahim An Hussein ibn al-Harith radiyallahu anhu qala khataba amiru makkata thumma qala ahida ilayna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an nansaka lirru'ya فَإِنْ لَمْ نَرَهُ وَشَهِرَ شَاهِدَا عَدْلٍ نَسَكْنَا بِشَهَادَتِهِمَا Okay. So this says that Hussein ibn al-Harith رضي الله تعالى عنه said said that uh, the Emir of Mecca, the ruler of Mecca or the leader of Mecca at that time, and by this they mean Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, uh, said the following. He was giving a speech and he said the following. He said, "Our uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam took the covenant from us that we would begin our fast, our, our, acts of wor- our act of worship by witnessing the moon. Uh, seeing the moon and if we didn't see it but two upright people said that they saw it then we would begin uh, according to their witness so basically the first level is for the uh, large number of people to see the moon that would be the ideal situation right large number of people see the moon it's very clear there's no really debate on it so on Second possibility, he says, but if that doesn't happen and two upright people come uh, and they say that they witnessed the moon, then we will begin our fasting based on their witness. An rajulin min ashabin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala ikhtalafa al-nasu fi akhiri yawmin min ramadan faqadima a'rabiyan fashahida inda al-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam One second. No. Okay. An rajulin min ashab al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala ikhtalafa al-nasu fi akhiri yawmin min ramadan fi qadima arabiyan fi shahira an al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam billahi la ahalla al-hilala ams عشيةً فأمر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الناس أن يفطروا وأن يغدوا إلى مصلاهم 
In this narration it says that a man in the time of the Prophet people disagreed uh, regarding the last day of the month of Ramadan. The last day of the month of Ramadan. <coughs> and two Bedouins came to the Prophet and they swore testimony in front of him by Allah. They swore by Allah that they saw the new moon. Uh, the night before like they came the night before uh, they came and they had seen it the night before they came in the day and the Prophet them commanded the people to break their fast and to go to the place of prayer so that they can pray Eid okay so look at what's happened they're not sure is today the 29th of or is today the 30th of Ramadan or is it the 1st of Shawwal but they didn't see the moon, so they continue fasting. Then uh, on the on the next day, and then these two Bedouin people come and they say that they saw the moon and they swear by Allah that they saw the moon. So the Prophet tells the people, "Okay, break your fast and go to the place of prayer so that they can do salat and aid. So they can do salat and aid. So this is the two witnesses came. The two witnesses came." Ibn Umrah radiallahu anhu Notice the chapter title says one witness But so far the narrations that we've seen mention two witnesses So let's see what happens <coughs> Ibn Umrah radiallahu anhu Qala tara'an nasu al-hilala Fa'akhbartu rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Anni ra'aytuhu fasama wa amra al-nasa bi-siyami so he says that uh, who was it? Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, may Allah be pleased with them both, says the people went out to look for the moon. Okay. Mm. People went out to look for the moon. Uh, and they saw the moon. Meaning like uh, they started to say He says in the commentary Which is an interesting uh, note He says in the commentary about this expression That's used here to, uh, uh, Where it says that Tara'a Tara'a al-nas al-hilal So he says in the commentary Taqawwalu bi ru'yatihi ke qawli ba'dihim Sami'atu anna ba'd al-nasi ra'un hilal Walam yashhad so it's like people started talking to each other saying I heard so and so saw it I heard so and so saw it but nobody's actually coming forth and giving their witness or their official testimony that they saw it so people started to talk as if it's been seen but there's no actual established testimony that it's been seen so Ibn Omar says so I told the Prophet that I had seen it so he fasted and he commanded the people to fast so now you have one, actually, one actual witness came. He commanded the people to fast. And Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma qala jaa arabiyun ilan nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqala inni ra'aytun hilal faqala atashadu an la ilaha illallah qala na'am qala atashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah qala na'am qala ya bilal adhin fin nasi fal yasumu So he said Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
was approached by a Bedouin man. A Bedouin man came to him and he said, I saw the Hilal, I saw the new moon. And the Prophet told him, do you bear witness that Allah is one? And he said, yes. He said, do you bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God? And he said, yes. And then he said, Bilal, make the Adhan and command the people to fast. Make the Adhan and command the people to fast. He saw, he saw the moon of Ramadan, then everyone should be fasting. <coughs> there is a difference of opinion as you can probably guess based on these hadith that some of the hadith mention one witness some of the hadith mention two witness so there's a difference between the Imams of the four Madhabs as well as the Imams of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een as to what's required, is it one or two based on which of these narrations they gave priority to and which of them they felt stronger and how they um, worked out that whole situation so in any case both positions exist لِكُلِّ قَطْرٍ رُؤْيَةٍ Next chapter title لِكُلِّ قَطْرٍ رُؤْيَةٍ For every um, geographic location there is a witness a, a, a sighting a sighting independent sighting for each geographic location This is also an issue of difference of opinion So you know sometimes the compiler is putting the chapter title Right? So they're putting their own, whoever puts the hadith collection together is putting their own chapter title. So oftentimes they say, for example, that like with Bukhari, you can learn the fiqh, the fiqh position of Bukhari by looking at how he chaptered his titles. Because his chapter title will tell you, you know, what his position is. And then in the chapter, it will give you the hadith that kind of like supports that position. Right? So it seems, you know, perhaps, uh, perhaps the author here. But in the commentary, he mentions that there's difference on it. So the, there's difference on, the, there's a number of issues here. First is, is it global siding or is it local siding? That's the first issue. The second issue is, how do you define a locality? And, you know, as Ramadan comes, probably some people are familiar with this. Like, these debates come up all the time. Um... Rabin radiallahu anhu anna umm al-fadli bint al-harith ba'athatu ila mu'awiyata bisham qala faqadimtu shama faqadaytu hajataha wastuhilla alayya ramadan wa ana bisham faraytu al-hilal laylatul jum'a thumma qadimtu la madina fi akhir al-shahri fasa'alani ibn Abbas mata ra'aytum al-hilal faqultu ra'aynahu laylatul jum'a قال أنت رأيته قلت نعم ورأاه الناس وصاموا وصاموا معاويته فقال لكن رأيناه ليلة السبت فلا نزال نصوم حتى نكمل ثلاثين أو نراه فقلت أولا تكتفي برؤية معاوية وصيامه فقال لا هكذا أمرنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم <تصفيق> <coughs> this narration says Quraib radiallahu an says 
that Umm al-Fadl, Umm al-Fadl, sent him, <coughs> excuse me, sent him to Muawiyah in Sham, you know, in Sham, in greater Syria. And uh, he says, I came to Sham and I took care of the need that she had there. And while I was there, the month of Ramadan began and we saw the moon on the night of Jum'ah. In the night of Jum'ah. Then I came to Medina. He returned back to Medina. In the end of Ramadan. And Ibn Abbas asked him, radiallahu anhumah, When did you guys see the Hilal? So I said, we saw it on the night of Jum'ah. And Ibn Abbas said, you saw it? And I said, yes. Like, you saw it yourself? And he said, yes. And he said, okay. Uh, I, I, he said, I said yes, and also the people saw it, and the people fasted, and Muawiyah fasted, who's like the head of that, the, the place, right? And, uh, he's, and then Ibn Abbas responded, and he said, but we saw it on the night of Saturday. So they in Medina saw it the day after the people in uh, Sham. So they had, been, they had actually fasted one day less at this point, right? He said, so we're going to continue fasting until we finish the 30 days or we see it. Until we finish the 30 days or we see it. And Qurayb says, uh, I said, do you not suffice with the witness of Muawiyah and his fasting? And he said, no, we don't. This is what the Prophet ﷺ commanded us to do. Yani he said, me, we, he commanded us to worship according to when we see it in our place. When we see it in our place. So this would be what they hold on to, the people who believe in like local sighting. They would hold on to something like this. Okay. Um, the majority position actually... Well, he says in the commentary, وَقَالَ الْجُمْهُورِ إِذَا ثَبَتَتْ رُؤْيَةُ الْهِلَالِ فِي بَلَدٍ وَجَبَ عَلَى كُلِّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ الْعَمَلُ بِهَا وَعَلَيْهِ الْأَئِمَّةُ الثَّلَاثَةِ So this, the majority position of three of the imams, of the four imams, is that when the moon is spotted anywhere, it's Ramadan for everyone. Yeah, it's Ramadan for everyone. Um, of course, they didn't really have any way of knowing, like, Say they lived in Australia, India, and the moon was sighted in New York. They didn't really have any way to know that back in the day, right? So there still is some level of conversation on like, I think uh, the North American Fiqh Council uses something like uh, if the localities share some portion of the night together or something like this. I forget exactly their determination, but basically... They still put some say like we go by global sighting if it meets this criteria like there has to be some shared part of the night or something like that I forget what it was but I'm sure it's there on the website. Okay, good. So that's narrated in all of the five books except for Bukhari. Al Babul Rabi'. The fourth section is on intention and what is recommended for the fasting person. Intention and what is recommended for the fasting person. So now we get a little bit more practical. 
عن حفصة زوج النبي practical for us because we're just going to go by our local people but like of course seating, siding, siding the moon and whose who's witnesses matter and so on actually does count even we had an incident a couple years ago I don't know if you guys remember that where I think Asnawi was there um, actually I know Asnawi was there because we were there with him and Imam Faqih saw the moon and other people weren't so sure if they saw it or not and then there was one other person who said that he saw it so basically we had two witnesses so, but no one else in the entire like hemisphere saw the moon as far as I recall so like everyone's fasting was actually based on Imam Faqih's uh, witness along with uh, one or two other people so subhanAllah it does happen so there is it is practical but probably for the most of us, you know, we're just going to like call the masjid and see what the answering machine says. <laughs> that was the old school way. <laughs> Some of you might remember that before all this Facebook and like social media and stuff. You call the masjid, see what, see if the answering machine's updated or not. They'll, they'll up as soon as there's a witness or not a witness, they'll update the answering machine. Now you look at like whatever website, whatever organization you follow in that regard. Anyways, on Hafsata Zawjin Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَرَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ مَنْ لَمْ يُجْمِعِ الصِّيَامَ قَبْلَ الْفَجْرِ فَلَا صِيَامَ لَهَا Okay. So Hafsa, the wife of the Prophet وسلم, and Allah be pleased with her, said that the Prophet said whoever does not uh, have a firm intention for fasting before Fajr, they have no fast. They call this al-mabit bin-niyyah. You have to have a niyyah at some point in the night before the day. In the night before the day. But aren't there other hadith that you can make niyyah as long as it's before the middle of the day? Yes, there are. Okay, There's differences. Again, there's different narrations. So you're going to find different positions. Okay, uh, But they have the, the niyyah. Let me see if it says the difference here. There's a conversation also. Takfinit Qabul Zawal Bishart and Layas Mikrahamana. Yeah. So they, they distinguish, they'll say like this is for the some of the, some of the, some of the schools they'll say the idea of having the intention before the middle of the day, as long as you haven't done anything that would break your fast. That's for an optional prayer, but not for an obligatory prayer. For the obligatory prayer of Ramadan, we have to have our intention from the night before. Of course, if you're calling the masjid, you're trying to figure it out. If you're looking online, trying to figure out if the moon was sighted or not, you have the intention to fast Ramadan, right? It's already there. And some of the schools said you have to have that intention every single night. And at least one of them says that you can make the intention in the beginning of the month for the whole month. Again, for the most part, like... Unless you're traveling a lot in the month and you're going back and forth and it's not super clear, but like if you're staying home, usually you kind of know if you're fasting the next day or not. Because um, you're going to either wake up for suhoor or intentionally not wake up for suhoor. In either case, <laughs> you were planning to fast, right? You just made a choice on whether or not you want to wake up and eat. An Aisha radiallahu anha qalat dakhala alayya an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dhati yawman faqal hal indakum shay qulna la qala fa inni idhan sa'im 
ثم أتانا يوما آخر فقلنا يا رسول الله أهدي لنا حيس فقال أرينيه فلقد أصبحت صائما فأكل This is an interesting narration. So Aisha radiallahu anha, she says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came upon me one, one day, like he entered into her home one day. And he asked her, do you have anything to eat? And she said, no. Can you imagine? Like we're not talking about, do you have some freshly made breakfast with all of the toppings and the beautiful like egg uh, contraption, whatever these different eggs that people make and stuff, <laughs> like this every egg thing that you have, and the side bread and the fresh stuff and like the milk and whatever, like, you said, and like, do, do you have anything? <laughs> like, do you have anything to eat? She said, no, we don't. He said, okay, then I'm fasting. then I'm fasting. Then he came another day. And we said to him, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we were given some hais. Hais is like, Ta'amun yu'amalu min al-tamri wa-samni wal-uqt aw al-daqiq wa kana ahsan ta'amihim. So they were given this food. It's like a food made out of some dates and some oil, some butter, some, some cheese or some flour. You know, it's it's like this dish, and it said it was like a very nice dish for them, and uh, so so they told him, "Oh, messenger of God, we've been given this food." So he said, "Let me see it." So they showed it to him. Uh, so he said, "Let me see it," and then he said, "I woke up today fasting," and then he ate from it. So and one day he wakes up and he's not intending to fast. He doesn't find any food, so he fasts. And the other day he wakes up and he's fasting and they're given some food and he decides to break his fast and eat from the food. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you have both of these possibilities. Of course, this is not an obligatory fast. This isn't like Ramadan or something. This is just a regular everyday fast. Uh, again, because of the intention thing that we mentioned. Um, there's a difference. It's probably It may come up here, but there's a difference of opinion in the madhabs as to if you have uh, intended to make a fast and you've begun an optional fast and you break it do you have to make that day up or not? do you have to make that day up or not? and some said yes and some said no and they have their evidences they're actually um, you know, from the Quran and anyways there's a difference of opinion whatever you've heard and whatever you go with go with alhamdulillah it's all good and Anas radiallahu anhu an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala tasahharu fa inna fi suhuri baraka very important hadith for ramadan tasahharu fa inna fi suhuri fi suhuri baraka oh subhanallah this is the benefit of reading i keep seeing these different narrations where sometimes it says sometimes they put in the book sahur bil fath s a sahur and I see other ones where they put suhur, su, bidamma. So I was, I'm keep thinking like, which one is it? And even here, actually, in the book, I don't know if your guys's is the same, but mine it has the fatha and the damma, has both. Because sometimes narrations have both. Sometimes they're narrated both ways, uh, for various reasons. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "The saharu fi inna fi suhuri, or fi sahuri baraka." 
He says in the commentary that suhoor with the you uh, is when you eat in the morning with the intention of fasting. Uh, it's like that the it's it's the action, I guess. It's the verbal noun. I guess you can say it that way. I don't know if that's right in English, but uh, but sahur with a a is the thing that you actually eat. Actually, this would align with another one where this comes up, which is wudu and wadu. Wudu is the action of making wudu. And wudu is the water that you use in wudu. And actually this description here is the same. Suhoor would be the action of eating at that time. And sahur would be the thing that you eat. So you might be able to remember it by using the wudu analogy. Inshallah will help me too. Or the connection. عن عمر ابن العاص رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Anyways, this eating suhoor, it's the translation of this is eat suhoor because in suhoor there's barakah, there's blessing. Eat your suhoor because in the suhoor there's blessing. That's why I said it's very important. Even if we're not gonna eat like a huge meal or something, it's good to get up and uh, eat something. Even if it's just like you put a glass of water and a date next to your bed. And you wake up for two minutes And you put the date in And you put the water in And you eat it And you say Bismillah And then afterwards you say Alhamdulillah And you go back to sleep For another 45 minutes Until Fajr Or whatever it is Half an hour until Fajr Even if we do that There's Barakah in it There's a blessing in the food In that time An Amr ibn al-As Radiallahu anhu Anna Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Qal فَصْلُ مَا بَيْنَ صِيَامِنَا وَصِيَامِ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ أَكْلَةُ السَّحَرِ He narrates that the Prophet ﷺ said, The difference between our fast and the fast of the people of the book is eating sahur. Is eating sahur. Hmm. وعن زيد بن ثابت رضي الله عنه قال تسحرنا مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم قام إلى الصلاة قلت كم كان بين الأذان والسحور قال قدر خمسين آية So Zayd ibn Thabit he says we had this morning breakfast with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم then he got up and he went to pray he went to the prayer he went to the prayer Fajr and he went to Fajr prayer so we asked him how much time was there between the adhan and the time that you ate suhoor. Okay, the adhan and the time that you ate suhoor. So this also would be kind of like something to think about for that whole thing we were talking about last time. Uh, uh, in terms of like, if you were to stop eating 10 minutes before the fajr time that's posted, does that mean that you're not that you're like breaking the sunnah of not eating suhoor up to the end so uh, here they didn't between the time they finished eating and the time that there's the adhan there's the space of 50 ayahs 50 the recitation of 50 ayahs this is what it says in the commentary he says interestingly uh, it's the equivalent of reading surat 
wal mursilati urfa mursilati urfa makes me curious to see how long is the recitation let's see if i go to who do you any uh, vote uh, one put up one finger for minshawi two fingers for al-husri <laughs> one finger for minshawi two fingers for al-husri who's whose time do you want to see one or two minshawi husri minshawi husri you can't choose of course husri okay. only one only one person was brave enough to vote in the face of all of this uh where is the Minsha- uh, husri there he is Mashallah. Are you voting based on my based on my picture? Shaykh al Husri, Rahimullah Ta'ala. Let's see. On that note, I've decided what my Ramadan class is going to be finally. Alhamdulillah. Husri's Surah Al Mursalat, 5 minutes 16 seconds. Five minutes, sixteen seconds. Mm. Nothing like it. Yeah. I'm such a sucker for Hosri. I feel like when he recites, you like time disappears. It's just not the same. Manshawi is five minutes seven seconds, so pretty much pretty similar both of them. Allah So five minutes. This is roughly five minutes between that time. But they didn't say five minutes. They said fifty ayahs. We should practice this. So what does that mean? Each ten ayahs is one minute. <laughs> okay. 10 ayahs is one minute. So we're going to probably continue this class for the equivalent of maybe 100 ayahs, 150 ayahs more. <laughs> right? So it's like 10, 15 minutes. It's pretty cool. That, that, that's how they understood time, subhanAllah. Um, the Ramadan class, alhamdulillah, finally decided. I just don't know when I'm going to prepare it, but hasbunallah wa ni'man wakeen. But it's going to, inshallah, be on Glimpses from the lives of the people of the Qur'an Glimpses from the lives of Ahn and Qur'an And we're going to take like Shaykh al-Husri for sure is making the cut And Shaykh Fuad I think just responded to my uh, Yeah uh, Yeah Shaykh Fuad responded MashaAllah. Uh, and I got his permission to include his um, his great grandfather. His great grandfather was Abu Qurra or Shaykh Qurra in Egypt. He's from the first Jil, the Jil before the generation before Shaykh Husri. Shaykh Fuad's uh, from the Majlis. His great grandfather, Shaykh Muhammad al Saifi, Rahimahullah. He was from the you know they have tabaqat. He's from the generation that's before. It's from the generation of Sheikh Muhammad Rifat, where like they were the first people to recite on the Egyptian Quran radio. First time, like when first time Quran is going to be on the radio, 
And so these people were the reciters. And then the generation after them were like the first people who really recorded it in its entirety and stuff. Like Sheikh al-Husri, I think, was the first to re uh, record the entirety of the Qur'an uh, in, in various uh, recitations. Anyways, inshallah, we'll do, we'll do the class on choose like maybe four because we'll probably have four sessions. And then each time I'll talk about one of these people because they were really amazing people. SubhanAllah. Um... But to get that information really takes some time, you know. I, that's what I'm saying. May Allah help me. Like Sheikh Husri's daughter, there's a bunch of interviews with her online. But you have to sit, listen to like an hour-long interview to pick the pieces you want and stuff. We'll see, inshallah, if we can do it. Make du'a for tawfiq. Oh, there's too many narrations here. Ya Allah, bismillah. So he waited for five minutes. Fifty ayah, khamsina ayah. Uh, in another narration uh, In another what, Did I miss something? وَلِلنَّسَاءِ وَبِدَوُدْ عَلَيْكُمْ بِغَدَاءِ السَّحُورِ فَإِنُّهُ هُوَ الْغَدَاءِ الْمُبَارَكِ So there's another narration um, Saying basically that this Meal that you eat in the morning Is a meal that is blessed and in another narration, Ni'ma Sahur al Mu'min at Tamr. That says the the best Sahur for a believer is a Tamr. A Tamr is the dry date. Is the dry date. Not the fresh date. Have you guys ever had the fresh dates? Usually the ones we have are dry dates. But the fresh dates are the ones that are like they're still crunchy. They're really tasty too. Um, but he's, he's the Prophet Sallallahu said that this is the best suhoor is these dates and Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said istainu bitta'am al-sahar ala siyam al-nahar wa bin qaylulati ala qiyam al-layl Allah this is our this is the manhaj the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said seek aid in the food of the suhoor Seek aid in, the, in that food for fasting during the day. And seek aid in the afternoon nap for praying in the night. These are the two keys. If you want to be someone who fasts a lot, you have to eat the suhoor. And if you want to be someone who prays in the night, you have to take the nap. But to pray in the night without taking a nap, it's very difficult. عن سهل بن سعد رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يزال الناس بخير ما عجلوا الفطر ما عجلوا الفطر سهل بن سعد رضي الله عنه said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said people will be well as long as they hurry their breaking of the fast hurry their breaking of the fast meaning when the time to break the fast comes they break their fast right away they don't wait they don't wait they don't um, as soon as someone's told them it's time to break the fast, they break the fast. You know, you, you have to say these kind of things because otherwise, you know how people are. There will be, there will always be the tough guy, who people are like, you know, it's time to break the fast, and he's like, oh, I don't need to break the fast yet. Mashallah, I don't need to yet. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I think I'm okay for another half an hour. You guys go ahead and eat. I'm going to break my fast after you guys break yours and then we pray together and I'll break my fast after that. The tough guy. 
there always be just in case yeah <laughs> just in case can be slightly different than the person who uh, uh, is like no I'm just I don't need to break my fast right now it's similar to the one about when we start the fast uh, but yeah sometimes the just in case stuff goes a little bit much I'm a just in case person by the way but three minutes uh, just because sometimes you look and you're like I don't know if that sun is set or not <laughs> you know like it's kind of close and anyways manish you can do whatever you want it's all good Allah, Allah inshallah will accept as long as we're not cheating anything and another narration لا يزال الدين ظاهرا ما عجل الناس الفطرة لأن اليهود والنصارى يؤخرون said another narration it says that the religion will still be firm and strong and apparent as long as people are hurrying to break their fast because the Jews and the Christians they delay it Allahu Alam قال الله عز وجل أحب عبادي إلي أعجلهم فطرة in a hadith Qudsi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the most beloved of my servants to me are those who are the fastest in breaking their fast. The fastest in breaking their fast. SubhanAllah. It's all ibadah. That's the thing, right? The beginning of the fast is ibadah. It's an act of worship. The breaking of the fast is an act of worship. The eating is an act of worship. The not eating is an act of worship. It's all about Allah. So why does it matter? I'm going to go to the last minute that I can and I'm going to break as soon as I can because Allah told me to. So this is imtithal al-amr. It's just Allah told me to do it. I'm gonna do what Allah told me to do it. I'm do, I'm I'm in the I'm in the realm of obedience. I want to be in the realm of obedience. Whatever Allah told me, I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. An Abi Atiyah radiyallahu anhu qal دخلتُ أنا ومسروقٌ على عائشة فقلنا يا أمم مؤمنين رجلان من أصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إلهما لا يألو عن خير أحدهما يعجل الإفطار والصلاة والآخر يؤخر الإفطار والصلاة قالت أيهما الذي يعجل الإفطار والصلاة قلنا عبد الله بن مسعود قالت كذلك كان يصنع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والآخر أبو موسى رضي الله تعالى عنه <coughs> so they said two people came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Abi Atiyah and Masruq and they said that, I'm sorry they came to Aisha radiallahu anha they came to Aisha radiallahu anha and they said oh mother of the believers two men from the companions of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam neither one of them is ever amiss from doing good like basically they're always trying to do what's what's good one of them hurries the fast and the prayer and the other one delays the breaking hurries the breaking of the fast and the prayer and the other one kind of delays a little bit the breaking of the fast and the prayer so Aisha radiallahu anha she said which one is which which of them is the one who uh, does it quickly and we said that's Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu she said that was the way of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
And then the narration continues and says, and the other person was Abu Musa and Ashari. So their description is correct. Ibn Mas'ud and Abu Musa and Ashari are two great companions. They're not. They're in. They're in the upper tier of the companions, even. And so they're saying this is the situation. Which which one's more correct? And she says the the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi was to do it fast. عن سلمان بن عامر رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا أفطر أحدكم فليفطر على تمر فإنه بركة فمن لم يجد فليفطر على ماء فإنه طهور. This is good. It's an important hadith. He said uh, because it's very very common. Salman ibn Amr he narrates that the Prophet said, if one of you is breaking their fast, let them do so upon a date. Uh, because there is barakah in that, there is a blessing in that. SubhanAllah. Mm. And whoever does not find the date, then let them break their fast on water because there is a purification in that. So they're hoping that the water which is used for purification, the date, there's a blessing in it. The water that's used for purification, hopefully when we drink it to break our fast, it will be a means of our internal purification. That's what he says in the commentary. It's kind of a nice point. This is narrated by the books of Sunnah and is a sahih. It's an authentic hadith. So in Ramadan, when you can't find the date, first, uh, highest level priority is the date. After the date is water. That should be the first thing we put in our mouth. After that, drink the milk, drink whatever else everyone else gives you. It's whatever. But one of those two, we should try to start with. And usually, I think we can start with one of those two. And again, out of like love for holding on to the way of the Prophet them and and a rajat, a rajat, good hope that we'll attain the things that he mentioned when he mentioned those things, purification and 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 blessings, inshallah. عن أنس رضي الله عنه قال كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يفطر على رتبات قبل أن يصلي فإن لم تكن رتبات فعلى تمرات فإن لم تكن خسا does your say حسا or خسا anyone I don't have it open today but Anyways, the meaning is حسواتن من ما So he says, Anas radiallahu anhu who was the servant of the Prophet sallallahu Notice where you're getting all these narrations. You get it from his wife. We got one from Hafsa. We got some from Aisha. We're getting some from Anas radiallahu anhu who was the servant of the Prophet sallallahu for a long time, 10 years. So he says, this, the Prophet sallallahu would break his fast on... Uh, Fresh dates, rutubat, fresh dates. Now this is the fresh one. Before he prays. And if he couldn't find the fresh ones, then he would go with the dry ones, tamarat, with the dry ones. And if he couldn't find those, then he would drink some water, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you go with the fresh, then dry, then water. Fresh, then dry, then water. In the commentary, he says a good thing. 
This is an important expression. It says, it's good to delay the suhoor as much as you can, and it's also good to speed up the breaking of the fast as much as you can, as much as, uh, insofar as the sunset has been confirmed. You know, you know that the sunset, then Bismillah, don't wait. In a narration of Tirmidhi, it said, "Can the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam yuftiru fi shita ala tamarat wa fi sifi ala ma?" That he said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would break the fast in the winter with dry dates and in the summer with water. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You see, kind of this variation as well. Okay, so this is a good place to stop. Inshallah, we'll stop here on. Um, which means to like make dua at the time of breaking the fast to make dua at the time of breaking the fast inshallah that will be a good place to stop Allahumma balighna ramadan wa barik lana fi sha'ban Allahumma barik lana fi sha'ban wa balighna ramadan wa barik lana fi sha'ban wa balighna ramadan Allahumma afu anna wa taqabba minna wa ahdina wa ahdibina wa ja'alna minan العالمين العاملين الصالحين المصلحين الناصحين الداعين إلى الله تعالى بكلمة الحق وبأسلوب الرحمة اللهم آمين صلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم comments questions anything people would like to share